We are back with the second half of season two Good. with a small business series. Yes, and we're back. back. Come on, we are back. And I'm so, so, so excited to be back with my sister, author of Waiting to be Found. Okay. It's me, Miss Nina Simone. Welcome back. Welcome Thank back. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for joining us on your Friday afternoon. I see the Absolutely. sun shining back there in sunny LA. Yes, honey. I see your face is beat. Honey, hair is done. Girl, I'm trying to be like you. I'm we love to see it. Like we love to see it. Okay. <laughs> um, I just had to have you because, first of all, when I, God gave me the idea to do this small business series, because I see so many of us, you know, taking advantage of this, this time that we have, this extra time that we have right. to hone our skills and the gifts that God's given us mm -hmm. and create a business. And I love to see it, especially yeah. from our community. And you, my dear, wrote a book that blessed me so right. tremendously. So I knew I had to have you as my first return guests to talk about this thing because it's something we all dealing with, right? Yes. A lot of us are dealing with this yes. issue of relationships mm -hmm. um, and what it takes to just find ourselves in this season and, and discover what it is that we want out of life. So this book blessed me in a major way and we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it so that the people can know and grab it if they haven't already. Okay. Amen. <laughs> So, is my light okay? Do y'all need? Do I need more light, or is this good? Your lighting is good. We can see you. We can see your beautiful face, girl. First, introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. My name is Nina Simone Wright. I am from Atlanta, Georgia, and I am the modern day every woman. That's what I like to call myself. But I've just written a book called "Waiting to Be Found," and I'm so excited to speak to you guys about it today. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited to get into this conversation. Like I said, the book blessed me so, so very much. It came to me in a season where I was like, God, where is my Boaz? You know, where he at? What's wrong with me even? You know, just like starting to question myself and what I wanted. And, you know, it was just a period where I just was realizing that I do want more, you know, mm -hmm. I think for so long, I was young, I was having fun. And wasn't really focused on a serious relationship. And then within the last couple of years, I'm like, you know, I do aspire to be married. I do aspire for more relationship. Yeah. And was getting to a part, point where I was just like, God, what's up? Like, where he at? What's wrong with me? You know, but your book encouraged me and blessed me so much in that it ain't nothing wrong with me, you know? And I had to recognize my worth. And your book definitely helped me do that and helped me realize that I don't need that. You know, it's going to come if it comes at the right time. But for right now, I'm focused on how great God is preparing me for what's next, you know, and just where he has me. I'm excited about it. So let's yeah. dive into this conversation. Let's dive in. I just want to ask a few warm up questions so that people can get to know you. Okay, okay, cool. So if you could hear one song for the first time, like right now, you remember that song that the first time you heard it, like this is my jam. Yes. What would that song, it could be from any genre, what would that song be? It's definitely I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. Okay. I love that song. It's so much into that. That is the mantra to my life. Like, don't sit it out. Just dance. And I yes. love it. Love it. That is a beautiful song. I do remember that song. That's, that's yes. a good tip. Okay. Who are your top three speakers? And that can be 
you know, pastors, it can be motivational speakers. Who are your top three speakers and why? So I love really, really good orators. I think I'm saying the right word, right? Yeah. But, um, so many, but my top have to be T.D. Jakes. Love him. Joe Osteen. Um, and uh, let's see, I wrote it down. Joe Osteen, Maya Angelou. And there's this lady called Jill Shearer Murray. Okay. Google her. Look her okay. up on YouTube, her speeches. I mean, she has this one that she talks about letting it go. It's just amazing. She did like a okay. TED Talk. She wrote a book. A phenomenal. Love them. I love it. They're all good picks. I just watched the um, the conversation with Bishop T. Yes, I was just Stephen watching Ferdinand. it before we logged in. I had to watch it twice, girl. Yes. Like, it blessed me. Yes. Because when he talks about, we're all orators, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're all... We have to communicate, whether mm -hmm. it be with our family, you know, our mm -hmm. friends. And so we all have to gain that skill. Yeah. Man, and he talked. It's a good one. If y'all ain't seen it, go watch it. Okay. Go watch it. It's so good. So phenomenal. It's so good. So you're a prayer leader. I've been blessed yeah. to be on your Transformation Tuesday calls yes. for years now. Um, what do you think your purpose is in that? You know, Renee... It's funny to say, I'm not sure what all, I don't know if there's one, just one purpose. And I don't even know if it's been revealed what it is. What I do know is that every time I try to put it down, like we've been in rocking for six years now. And every time I try to walk away, guys like, nope, bring it back. And for me, I think it's more healing than anything mm. because getting up every Tuesday, having something to be accountable for, when you have to press in for other people, it makes you press in more. When you know that people are listening to you, it makes you hold yourself accountable. I always tell people that things, certain things that I can't do or I can't say or I'm very like, I never want to misrepresent myself because I know that I have a ministry. And so my prayer is just that it creates a safe space for women and men to talk and to also just have that vertical relation. When we pray, things change. And so that, I think that's probably what the purpose is about it. That's, that's, that's it. I mean, yeah. the, the responsibility of leadership mm -hmm. is it creates a discipline that you need in every area of life. Yeah. So I think yeah. that just being able to lead in that way where you're actually like surrendering your agenda, your schedule, your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> to pray for other people. I, I believe we all have a call to serve, right? Absolutely. And we're gonna talk about that in your book. Um, but I think that that's something that is such a beautiful thing that when you're able to recognize your gift and service, blessings just be falling, yeah. okay? They just yeah. fall. I love it. So we're gonna hop into this book. Okay. Okay. So where, when, and how was waiting to be found conceived? So I feel like it was probably like five or six years ago. And it's funny because I always talk about like, we, me and my friends will have conversations about men. I'd be like, oh, honey, that's a mess. That's a mess. That's a mess. And one day me and one of my good friends, Adrian, were driving in the car. And I was like, I think I'm going to write a book. And I said, I'm going to write a book about these conversations we be having. I said, because we've been out here waiting to be found. When they going to find me, Jesus? Just a joke. And she was like, you should. And you should name it Waiting to be Found. And that was it. That was okay. it. And it, I just started writing and journaling from there. And that's kind of how it got birth to doing it. And I have to say that my friends and the prayer call, they're the ones that made me complete it. Because mm -hmm. 
I would get like, it took me years to complete that book. And I would be like, oh, I don't feel like doing that book because it cost me so much. Yeah. It cost me so much. I know I'm skipping ahead to the other questions, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like that's probably why it took so long because there are some experiences that you had yes. to share. Yes. <laughs> in that yes. book that it wouldn't have been complete without. Right. So you talked about how you, it started with you journaling. What was that writing process like for you? Actually, I bought a book that says how to write a book. Okay. <laughs> and it's funny because my friend introduced me to a sorority sister of mine who was my editor. And she said, the first thing you need to do is stop uh, reading the book about how to write a book and just write. <laughs> so I began to just journal and um, write things down. And that was the book. I say that it was journaling with a million tears. When mm -hmm. I say that I cry almost every single day writing that book. Yeah. I w was depressed about it because when you read, if you read it, it's really failures. Mm. You know, yeah. it's really a bunch of experiences that hurt me. The one that I talk about where, you know, the young man when I was in middle school uh, teasing me about my birthmark, I still cover my birthmark up today, to this mm -hmm. day, you know, it's still hurtful. And yeah. so, um, it, it cost me a lot. And that, that process was healing. It was therapy for me, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I can mm -hmm. imagine, too, just reading in the book and you share your story about how, you know, you come from this foundation of a strong marriage. Your parents have a very strong, healthy example of marriage, and it's something yeah. that you aspire towards. And then, you know, going from relationship to relationship and it not being that, you know, not being that example, I can only imagine that that can cause a lot of pain and the feeling of like you said failure yeah. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and when i came to the revelation what shifted in dating for me was when i came to the revelation of who i was mm. you know i'm not a broken woman <laughs> right i'm not a person who doesn't know what love looks like and right. so I'm a woman who desires, even in my last, the last couple experiences I've had, having to stand flat-footed in who I am and say, you know what? I do like nice things. And you know what? I'm buying it for myself. And you know what? You don't want to? Goodbye. That part. <laughs> it's just that easy. It's just that easy. That part. I oh, that's so beautiful. The, the revelation of who you are. You who know, you are. recognizing who am I? You know, what do I like? What do I yep. want to like? And if you're not meeting that expectation or... Nope. It's okay. I'm not going to yeah. force you to be it. Okay? Nope. Exactly. <laughs> Bid them adieu. Bye-bye. You can Bid do it in place. Exactly. Yeah. So what impact did this, to releasing this book have on those around you, your friends, your family? Well, I will say this. When the day that I published my book, I went into a deep prayer. And I heard the voice of God. And I don't know if anybody else has just heard the voice of God. It's, it's louder than anything yeah. that you can ever, because you can turn up your headphones, but you can't turn, you know, the voice of the Lord. And God said, Nina, I'm about to move some people. Don't go chasing after them once I move them. Mm. And literally, Renee, I released that book. And within a week to two weeks, God had moved three people. I'm not talking about just, just random folk. I'm talking about close people, people that I loved wow. out of my life. And within not anything that I had done, it was unmerited. You yeah. know, so that's when you know that God is moving. When they just, oh, you know, I've been thinking about it. Or, oh, I feel like we've grown apart. I, I, what, what, uh, 
okay. And I remember that. And so I think the biggest impact that it's had is me knowing that there was a shift. Everybody yeah. around me, things have been able to shift. Because when you're getting obedience with God, he begins to open up doors that you couldn't do on yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the biggest impact has been that me being obedient and releasing this book, something that was so hurtful to me, no matter how many copies have been sold, was able to tell the devil and release a grace. Mm. Release a grace. So, mm. yeah. That's good. That's good. I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know when they're hearing the voice of God, but I feel like when you have a clear intuition, you know, mm -hmm. you can you can attribute that to God. You can yeah. attribute that to God's voice. And then when you have the confirmation to back it up when these people yeah. approach you like, look, you know? So yeah. I feel like that's when we hear God's voice and we have to we have to surrender to it and not right. like you said go chasing after these people that God is withdrawing from your life. It's Absolutely. Okay. Make Let room for what's coming. Okay. <laughs> Let him do. That's our new thing. Bid yes. <laughs> we gonna, we gonna title that bid this bid them a do. Yes. Um, so there might be people watching who are interested in writing a book for themselves. What was the, the publishing process like for you? Actually, hold on, we can't hear you. Okay, there you go. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. It was actually a very interesting process because I actually ran into a company that was actually scamming me. <laughs> so I had to get my money back from that. But once I got to going through, I went through Amazon and it was super easy. Like it was um, pretty direct. It was kind of, it was a little pricey, but it wasn't that expensive. So the publishing process wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I had like a mm -hmm. different offer um, with somebody who wanted to publish the book, but they kind of wanted to take all the rights. The biggest mm -hmm. thing that I will say is if you go with a publishing com company, read everything because yeah. I slipped up and did not read a contract and basically they would have taken all the rights if I had to send them my manuscript. Mm -hmm. So that was the most important thing. Like read, I don't care if they say by God's blood and stripes publishing. Yeah. Those be the ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The blood and the stripes. <laughs> Listen, make sure you read your contract and make sure you don't send anybody any manuscript before you do it. I went through like four different people who tried to, do my cover and finally i got uh, my good friend darius i just said some god just dropped his name, name in my spirit and i was like okay let me just give him a shot and he knocked it out of the park so yeah i love that collaborate yeah. with friends people that you know like think of people because you will have to invest you yeah know? in any project that god gives you you're gonna have to invest so like mm -hmm. you said it might have been a little pricier but now that you have the rights you know yeah. make that money on the back end and, and right. get your friends and and people that have talents around you involved and you can come out with something you can be proud of I love absolutely that. what are some lessons you learned that you'll remember when you write your next book who said i'm writing the next book when you see? when you write oh, your next lord, book see, oh lord am i <laughs> Okay, being found. I feel like the next book's gonna be being found. Okay, <laughs> been found. Been found. Um, the biggest one I would say, like I said, make sure I read my contract. I'll probably, um, what will I do differently? I will write and I won't judge. 
That's probably the biggest thing because when I wrote this book, I judged myself. I was like, oh, Nina, you're going to write that? Or, oh, you shouldn't say that. Like, some mm -hmm. thoughts that you think in your mind, mm -hmm. you don't want to write down or you don't want to verbalize. But the next time I write, I'm just going to write mm -hmm. and not judge it and just see where it takes me. Um, and I did that a couple times in the book, but I feel like I didn't do it enough. Um, and mm -hmm. so I think at this point, that was one of the things that my editor said, just Nina, you know, just try not to judge yourself when you write it. And I was like, oh girl, but little do you know who's gonna be reading it, but I would not judge myself. That's what I would do. That's so good. Cause I feel like coming from the church, you know, yeah. we especially, we have these things that we just expect right other church goers to prejudge us yeah online. and yeah. i think that the the speakers the you know all the leaders who we gravitate towards are those who are the most honest you yeah. know the ones who are sharing their stories that said look i've been through this i done did this i done messed yeah. up here but this is how god is pulling me through and it makes you feel more human you mm -hmm. know because we all do it a lot of us are trying to hide it and cover it up but it's it's real and it, yeah. it allows us to be able to identify you with you identify with you all the more yes. so i'm so glad that you were transparent in that way um what legacy do you hope for your book to leave i pray that it will help younger generations and generations that we're in now to realize they're never waiting to be found that mm -hmm. you just have to find yourself and when you are stand flat-footed in who you are then everything else will come Finding yourself is the most important part. And so I think a lot of times, I talk about this in the book, um, we wait to do things because we're like, oh, I don't want to travel to Italy because I always thought I was going to do that with my husband. I don't want to take up thoughts and lessons because I always thought I was going to meet a man to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's great and good. But God has only given you now and today. What yeah. tomorrow is, we don't know. We know that mm -hmm. he said goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. But we know that goodness and mercy is present with us today. So what are you doing now to be able to say, I lived and I loved and I did it freely and I did it right? Yeah. That will be the biggest legacy that I would say. That's so good. And I feel like that's just in everything. I think we like we want to wait until we get this certain amount of money to do yeah. this or, you know, and it's not saying be frivolous or not to be smart, but like, right. it's okay to enjoy life. That's the season I'm in right now. Yeah. Telling me it's like, I've been putting a lot of things off until I do this or until I accomplish that. And God's like celebrating every season of Absolutely. your life. And that's how you get to, to know who you are. One of the things that I've started to do, you know, in this season is to date myself, you know, take myself out and enjoy my own company. Absolutely. And, you know, you learn more about yourself in that way and you just grow up, you know, and that, and that way you're not expecting so much when you get into that relationship. Absolutely. You want him to do X, Y, Z. No, I do that for myself. Okay? Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, so in the book, you talk about the power in the misses. Yeah. Can you explain that? And does that take on any new meaning to you today? So I, that was something that my mom always grew up saying to me. And it's so interesting because as I've gotten older, I realized the meaning of it. But what really, really means is that there's power in the MRS. A lot of times we think, oh, we should just, I'm just going to stay with him. I've been with him for 10 years. You know, I don't need to get married. I don't need this document. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. When Bill Clinton went, did what he did, right, Hillary was over there. And she had a choice to walk away. But there's no power in being the ex-MRS. It's about being the missus right now. 
So mm -hmm. that means that little old uh, the children are going to benefit from everything that Bill got going on and that Hillary got going on. So mm -hmm. I think that we have to, as women, remember that we're valuable and we're worthy enough to be somebody's wife. Mm. A fiance, that's just a, a bumped up part of a, a girlfriend. Yeah. But I'm your wife. Okay, if something happens to you, I get to call the shots. Okay, mm -hmm. that's power. And back in the olden days, that was a gift that men men did that to you if they respected you. You know, they used to call them. I tell my friends all the time. They used to call uh, back in the day. I'm from the south, from Atlanta, and they used to call women who lived with men before they were married shackrats. And back in the day, they would call them shackrats because these were the women who men knew they could live with before getting married and then they would move out on them mm -hmm. and then they would get married to somebody else and that would be the woman who was his wife mm -hmm. and so i think that a lot of times we don't understand that when a man really loves you he crowns you yeah. and so we have to take that power that i am worthy of that if that's what i desire i'm worthy of that and you're going to crown me of that or you got to go or you got to go. And not only that, he has to earn that title, right? Absolutely. I think a lot of us want it so bad that we start giving those benefits before they get that title. No. And, they, yeah. and we shouldn't because here's the thing. When we are choosing, especially at a certain age, you're not just choosing for yourself. You're choosing for your children. And they deserve better. They deserve for you to choose right. They deserve for you, for them to have someone who cares about their mother enough to make her his, his wife. They, de they deserve someone who, who dotes over his, their mom, who calls her, her their beloved. They deserve that. I might have had the most phenomenal um, example of love growing up. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is why it has been so difficult for me to have that experience because there's some battles that I just don't face because I had that example. And our mm -hmm. children deserve that as well. Mm, that's so good. Your children deserve for you to choose better. Yes, they do. Read that, okay? <laughs> that's so good. We're gonna get into an excerpt from this book because this part right here, bless me, God has really been confirming to me the importance of service you know mm -hmm. just in every aspect of life and you have in chapter 11 you you call that how may i serve you and the excerpt here says you see although jesus was the son of god and the all-powerful all-knowing savior when he walked the face of the earth he was a servant everything that he did was for the good of someone else from washing feet to healing bodies to bringing comfort to those dying on the cross yeah everything he did was done for the benefit of those around him this, that is service. In order to love properly, one must know that love is a selfless act. It's an act of service. I love that. What has the revelation of service meant to you? Like, what, what does that look like for you in just in your life in general? It means that sometimes I'm going to have to be uncomfortable to make mm -hmm. sure that you're good. Mm -hmm. And I think that today in a selfish community, that we live in and preferably now that we've gone through the pandemic some of that has left us yes but we don't really want to serve other people we're yeah. worried about oh do they love me 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 but how can you love mm -hmm. um i was in a uh i was in a situationship a while a while ago um 
couple years ago and it was one of the things that God was really stretching me on was my service. So making sure that even though things didn't, that I wasn't getting what I really wanted, that I had to die to myself to be able to serve someone else. Anything mm -hmm. that God's going to do on the earth, he's going to do through the hands of people. So yeah. you ask him, God, God, send me a miracle, Lord. God, send me a check. Hallelujah. And then you get a call from Auntie Judy saying, the Lord put you on my spirit. I want to deposit some money in your account. That's service. And yeah. that is how we begin to get blessed because it says that it's better to give than to receive, right? And it's with this overflowing of our cup that we continue to be, uh, to be overflowing, right? Mm -hmm. And so my prayer and my desire for anyone listening and anyone who uh, reads my book is that they will get to a place where they can serve so easily that overflowing happens so they're always in a place of service. Always. I, I, mm -hmm. I can always serve you. I went to my one of my friends' houses yesterday because she just found out um, that she was uh, got a new promotion. And so I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And I just went to the store and just bought her all this big old goodie bag and brought it to her, her husband. Yeah. And they were so excited about it. And I'm just thinking, you know what? That is what service is, being yeah. uncomfortable for a little bit so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. That's so good. That's so, so good. I think that we sometimes ignore those pricks that God gives us Absolutely. to serve, you know, and it can be something as, you know, celebrate someone, go give yeah. them something to show that you're rejoicing with them or yeah. give them your time, take them out to eat. Like these are things that we just kind of put on the back burners. Like tomorrow's not promised. Ooh. Spend today doing those things that God is, pr is yeah. prickling your heart to do. Mm -hmm. um, and man, you will see Become an answer. Overflow. Yeah, become yeah. an answer. God, how can I become an answer to somebody else's prayer? Mm. And that's what you want to be. That's beautiful. And how has that outlook on the way that you love and the way that you serve shifted the way that you receive love? Now I allow people to serve me. It's hard. Mm, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. When I, when I published a book, one of my good friends sent me flowers and stuff to uh, celebrate. And I was like, do I send something back? And I right. just received, like, <laughs> you know, just sit and just be like, thank you, you know. Or another one of my friends, um, she does beautiful makeup and eyelashes and stuff. And so, you know, she's like, oh, friend, you don't have to pay me. I'm like. Do I not? Like, I can't, I can't yeah. receive. I was like, you know what? The last time she did, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to receive this blessed friend. Right. And I'm just going to move on, you know? And so as you give, allow people to also be an answer for you. Because I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and she was like, I'm always the person that everybody can come to, but no, nobody is ever the person that I can come to. And the question I had was her is, do you make yourself accessible for people to give you? If I can't, ever answer if i can't ever get you on the phone then how in the world do you expect for me to be an answer to you you know what i'm saying like Girl, if yeah. every time i try to give you something you cannot receive it it makes it hard or if you don't communicate we got to open up our mouths we definitely do you are on my street right now <laughs> because i love i love saying oh people want to call and pour all their problems on me all the time but i don't open my mouth you know i'm i'm very you know, shut off when it comes to sharing the things that yeah. I'm going through. So yeah. how they gonna how they gonna hear you how if you're not talking? Know. People you know? can't people cannot kiss what you don't show them. 
they cannot they can't make it better you know when we were kids we if you you had a boo-boo you go ouch 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 and your mom would say well show me where it hurts mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you would point to it and then she would kiss it and blow on it and be better but yeah. now today nobody wants to say ouch nobody wants to show Ooh. me where it hurts and so I can't kiss it and make it better. I can't pray for you or intercede for you. I can't be there when you lose your brother because you mm. don't want to show me where it hurts. Mm. We're in this this highlight real society where we mm -hmm. want to look like we have it all together. You yeah. Know, look like everything is cool, but it's not always cool. Yeah. And just as important as it is for us to receive when others give to us, it's okay to receive love from people and, and to share when we're hurting with people that you trust and yeah. that you know are praying for you and want the best for you yeah um, because how else can they be praying for you <laughs> if they don't know how to pray exactly that's that's so so very important so we talked about how you know you don't want us to be waiting for love anymore like learning ourselves in this season and learning yeah. to love ourselves um do you feel like um, how has just writing this book shifted the way that you are expecting love to show up in your life? I got to tell you, Renee, when I wrote the book, when I published the book, I said, okay, God, now I'm going to publish this book, Lord, but I'm going to be done with this season of life. Like by the time I publish this right. book, you're going to be able to set me about what? Okay? Right. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> it sent me a note. A note, okay. It was it was a, it was a hard note too. Mm. And I believe that it has shifted the way that I have think I think about things because now I'm able to stand flat footed in who I am. Mm. I'm very very true about who I am. But writing the book when I was going through different situations, I was able to remember what I needed to navigate, how mm -hmm. I needed to be, and what I could be in that situation would take me to another level. Because mm -hmm. when we are with someone else, we really have to sometimes die to self. You have to, I think my mom told me, you know, marriage is basically being with somebody who at any moment can hurt you in a way that you have to forgive. You have to forgive. And I was like, oh, gosh. She was like, so, yeah, you know, you have arguments with your friends, but imagine that person still having to come to sleep with you at night. That's what marriage is. Mm. And so one of the things that God really worked with me on through the book, after the book, is being able to forgive and being mm. able to do it in such a way that it's okay. We can still coexist. I can still love you. I don't have to side-eye you, but I can forgive you. Mm. And that was a big thing. That was a big yeah. thing. And so now looking at love is like, you know what? It is possible. Um, I have to be honest. I was telling my friend the other day uh, about some of the situations in the book. She was like, I'm surprised you're not bitter about, you know, some of the things that happened in the book. And I said, well, the problem is, is that when you write a book like this and you have as many failures as you have, it's not about getting bitter. It's about believing. Yeah. Still having the faith to believe that there is better. That yeah. is the problem. And so that's one of the prayers that I pray that people can believe and that I can believe, too, is that there is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I think for me, the book helped me believe 
in that, but even more importantly, it helped me believe in myself. Yeah. You know, because like I said, you know, in opening the book, I was feeling down on myself mm -hmm. and it really helped. Like, no, you, you are this, you are that, you know, help boost my confidence. You yeah. know, and I think that's a big part of even having the heart to overcome bitterness, you know, yeah. is, is having confidence in yourself and knowing that there's nothing that you've done wrong, you know, Absolutely. and it's just, it's not even necessarily anything that that person done right. It could be, but a lot of the time it's just not the time. Yes. It's not, it's not your person and it's, it's not, not your, your time and that's okay. We and need those experiences okay. in order to grow and shape us so that we do know what we need and what we want and expect when we do find the person. Yes. Why do you think specifically women are constantly longing for marriage? I think it's two reasons. I think one, women are nurturers. Mm -hmm. I think two, we came from, when you look at the history of women, we were birthed out of a rib of a man. We have a desire to accompany someone else. Yeah. We have a desire to be with someone else because that's how we were formed. And so that was the only part in the Bible where God said, it's not good. It's not good that man should be alone. Right. So he did what? He created them woman. So in reverse, if we take that, he said that to man, he then said that to woman as well and said, it's not good that man, yeah. woman should be alone because I created you for a man. Yeah. And so I believe that one of the reasons why we desire it is just like sex. It's a human nature that God has given us. He's given mm -hmm. us, those, us those desires. Yeah. The problem is, is that we let those desires get, um, have a time clock. And so we say, okay, ooh, child, it's a 25. Ooh, Lord, I'm pulling up on 30. Oh, all mm -hmm. my friends getting married, all this. Instead of saying, okay, God, <laughs> you're yeah. taking much longer than what I expected. But I don't want to get out of your will. Yeah. I don't want to get out of your will. And I want to wait on you. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that's why. I think that's why. Yeah. I yeah. think, like you said, I think there's a lot of natural things within our DNA that causes us to long for that. Yeah. And I think it's not just companionship like a lot of us think. I think there's like a natural thing in us that starts to feel like, like our biological clock. Like we, we want to have babies. Or, yeah. you know, I think there's something you know, innate in us that starts to have that desire. Yeah. And we think, well, I've got to have a man to do that, you know? And everybody um, needs something, you know? Yeah. They, studies have shown that people, older people who have a pet, they live longer, they're happy. You know, I had a dog. His name was Silk. And probably around 10, Silk started getting sad. And so then we brought Satin in, and literally he perked up. Wow. He perked up and he was able to live for another seven years because you need something. So I think mm -hmm. that women are more so in tune with the fact that they want to, uh, they need something or they desire it than some men might be. Yeah. And like you said, we want to nurture, you know, Absolutely. so like to have this child or have this yeah. husband to be able to feed and into love. and nurture and love, oh. you know? Yeah. Um, so, I, but at the same time, you know, I think that when we get to a point where we can mentally say, you know, I'm okay where I am. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. the, the, the things, I think Paul talks about this in, in 1 Corinthians, where we can do so much more in our singleness. You yes. know, like we are able to serve so much more. Yeah. You, know, you have to have we, it even though, nevertheless. Exactly. Nevertheless. When we're married, when we have a family, we have to be 
focused on the world and what the world is doing in order yeah. to protect our family. But when we're single, we can really be about God's business. So appreciate that time, you know, yeah. take that, take advantage of that time and make the, the most of it. And learn, learn so much it. about yourself. You know, yeah. one of the things that I've learned is that dating is truly an opportunity for you to figure out what you do and do not like. <laughs> you know, you write down these lists. I kid you not. I have a whole list at oh, my yeah. house. And now that I've dated different people, I'm like, oh, let me scratch this one off. Let me add this one. Totally <laughs> forgot about that. I need this. Don't like this. Don't like that. You know, and so you, that, that's what dating is. That's what this time is, you know. In the last couple situations that I've had, one of the things that I've learned is I am whole. Mm. I'm healed. Mm. I'm, I'm changed. I've been delivered. Amen. Because the old Nina. <laughs> like, can I be honest? The old okay. Nina would have got you together. Okay. But see, the new Nina has been delivered. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And Amen. I needed you to show me, Lord, through you use this precious Lamb of God to show me that I really am. It's not me. Yeah. You know, for any woman that is out there thinking, God, what have I done? Is it me? It's not you. Yeah. You're just not your person. And if you feel like it is you, do the work to become whole. Get in your Bible, read, um, pray. Uh, ask God transparent questions. God, what are you trying to show me in this so that you can become whole? Because when you get into situations that would have took you back to who you were, that's when you realize that, you don't, that you're whole and you're complete mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. God has finished that perfect work on the inside of you. It's, it's, a, it's phenomenal. It it's really so is. phenomenal. It's mm -hmm. so phenomenal. So when you are in a relationship and it's just not going the way it should, how do you yeah. discern when it's time to leave? You know, one of the things that I know about God is that when, it, for me, when it's time to leave, he gives it so that I don't, can't stay. Mm. He gives me no option. Yeah. He lets them close the door. Mm -hmm. He lets them cuss me out. It'll just be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's kind of like one of those situations where you're like, God, I didn't know. Like, I'll just tell you about a situation in my past um, I knew that this person was not my person. He was very mean, very, 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 very mean, um, just uh, mean spirited. And I don't know why, you know, he's experienced a lot of loss in his family. But I remember me going on a vacation with some of my friends and we had such a good time and I'm just uh, out there dancing in my little bikini, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And do you know this precious lamb? came and picked me up on uh, this one I was in, living in Atlanta from the airport and threw all my bags in the car and said because you uh were dancing in your bikini I no longer want to date you romantically I said and what's funny is I was on vacation and I kept on thinking to myself God I'm gonna have to tell him either you're gonna be kind or you're gonna go and literally, I didn't have to say nothing about it. God just allowed him to go. And I was, I was tore up in my mm -hmm. heart about it because it was, it was clearly hurtful. Yeah. But I remember what I prayed. And so I said, you know what? Well, there you go. Well, there you go. I had to bid him adieu. Bid him adieu. Because that's God's protection. Yeah. You know, we get so heartbroken and 
distraught over God's protection. You yeah. know, I'm grateful for it because a lot of people ignore it. You know, a lot yes. of people will fight back. No, no, mm -hmm. you know, I'll change. Mm -hmm. No, when yeah. God says go, go. Go. You know? And you prayed go. and he made it very clear. He made it very clear. Yeah. And it, it, one thing, I'll, a couple of other things I'll say. One, please listen to, if you have very ordained friends, good friends, listen to what they say. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times your friends can peep things that you can't. Yeah. And I've all I've never had a situation where my friend have been like, mm, I don't know about that person and them not be right. The other thing is too, ask God to show you the secrets that only he knows. Mm -hmm. Ask him to show you that person's heart. And I promise you, clearly, you're going to be able to see. And then three, ask God to show you what you're supposed to learn from this situation. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes God doesn't close the door just yet because there's something that you need to learn. Like, even though God allowed that to go on for months, I learned so much about myself. There were little things where he would be ugly to me. And I had a desire, instead of regurgitating or being ugly back to him, I would go into prayer. And God would give me the response. And it would be a heavenly response that would come through me. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, God, even though this wasn't my relationship, I had to learn and I had to grow so that I can be the woman for the man that you called me to be. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's it. Because it's not going to be all, you know. Peachy king. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. going to be ups and downs. And you have to be able to handle the downs as much Absolutely. as Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what would you say to someone who's listening who has just had their heart broken one yeah. too many times, has given up on love, given up on themselves? What would you say to encourage them? I would say, give God a try. Mm -hmm. Give him a chance. Give him another chance, you know. Try it again. I believe that, um, you know, when God says that anything that he takes from us, that he gives back double. He always mm -hmm. does. And the reality is, is that when God says something, it has to happen. And so I would encourage them to do their own work, to take this moment. It's summertime, honey. Live your life. Have a good time. Yeah. Get your body in shape. If you don't feel like you're in shape, do all the things that make you happy because you want to be healthy and whole for when that person comes along. Mm -hmm. I remember... Um, one time I could see that I was just so like not in my good space like when we were in um, the pandemic and I had begun dating somebody and I was just all over the place right yeah. and I was like God this is not me like this is not who I am and after that I was so defeated by the things that happened between him and I but I took that moment to heal and then I tried it again. You know, I have a, a, one of my good friends is um, my realtor, and she just so happens to be uh, Caucasian. And we always laugh because I always say to her, girl, you know what's so funny? All of her friends, they'll get divorced or they'll um, get out of a relationship. And then the next thing, time you see them three, four months in, they all in love with somebody else. <laughs> and I say, I always admire that because you're not afraid to try it again. Yeah. Try it again. Love can come at any moment. Don't allow anybody. They're not even that important to leave you bitter and broken. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Have you seen yourself like the girl? Do a half flip. Go to bed. Okay. okay? <laughs> remember, get, get back up the next morning. Remember who you are. That's what you need to do. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. And we're, you know, this Amen. is the small business series. And 
it's the same thing with business, you know, because so many businesses fail, you know, yeah. like, but you have to be willing to try again, try yes. differently, you know, learn from your mistake. Absolutely. But you have to be willing to try again. And a lot of the things that we go through, that's how you know it's God. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that we go through in one area applies to so many areas. Yes. Of us, you know? Yes. And so just have that same mentality, you know, with, with dating, with, you know, with relationships as you yeah. do with business. Absolutely. And you learn so much more from your failures than you can ever learn from your accomplishments. Yeah. Like, I Absolutely. know next time to read my contract. I know next time to look at somebody and say, oh, you a little mean. Oh, let me go the other way. Let right. me go this way. <laughs> I know that. And so now I'm not going to go down that road again. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to go down the road. I'm just not going to go down it again that way. Exactly. In Jesus' name. Exactly. Amen. That's so good. So what would you say to someone who's been putting off writing a book? How should they like that book. Let me tell you something. So much shift and so I am in such a great place since I have been obedient. God tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice. Do not miss your season to be obedient. Because if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. And he gonna, they're going to get that grace that was attached to the assignment that God called you to do. Mm. So be obedient. Write it. It doesn't have to be perfect. That was one of the things that I had to let go with my book was I was like, oh, it's not perfect. You know, it came out. It even came out a size bigger than what I wanted it. But I was like, God, it's done. Yeah. I'm just going to let this be what it's going to be. And the next time, it'll be even better. But mm -hmm. I let go of the desire to be perfect and just write it. Just write yeah. it. Man, I just received this while you were saying that because I was always the same way. And I say that on previous episodes with this show even mm -hmm. i wanted to have all this together all the technology and yeah. guys that put it out there and i feel like we i feel like it's in our own vanity that we yeah. want things to be so perfect because yeah. we want things to look a certain way my name's going on it i want mm -hmm. it to look right but it ain't about you it's that about part. the lives that are attached to what you have to say in that book or what i that have part. to say or my guest has to say in this show like take yourself out of the things that you do because yeah. we're thinking about our own selfish gain and how we look. Take that out of it. Yeah. Think about the lives that you are putting off blessing by waiting until you get all these things, all your eggs right. in a row, you know? Right. So I think that all your ducks in a row. So yeah. I think that you need to really, really just listen and, and do, you know, this is a season of doing. This is a season of putting yourself out there, stepping outside of your comfort zone and letting God show up and show out like he did in this book, Waiting to be Found. Ladies and gents, if you don't have it, both male and female, I feel like can really, really benefit from this book because there's so many things that men go through that is relevant relative to what we go through. So go to Amazon. Yes. Your copy of Waiting to be Found by Nina Simone. It blessed me so much. Thank you, Nina, for your transparency. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, and thank you for writing, being obedient and writing this book. Like I said, I needed it. I thank really, you. really needed it in this season. So I'm thank so God. appreciative. We don't like leaving without playing this little game. Okay. It's called This or That. So, okay. You know, give me a I little give this. You, give me a little that. Exactly. I'm going to give you two options. You're going to tell me this or that. And you're going to tell me why. Okay. So, first one, love or lust? Okay. <laughs> and I have to pick this or that? I can't have both? Girl, oh, this I or that. Choose. I don't like to choose. Um, come on. 
You know what? At this point, lust. Okay. Tell Come me why. Come Tina, honey. What's love got to do with a child? <laughs> at this point, lust me out. Lust mm -hmm. me on out, honey. Lust mm -hmm. me on out. Mm -hmm. Because love, I don't know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Give me a little lust out. <laughs> you got to know your season, okay? That's it ain't season. my season right now. It's a lustful season. <laughs> honey, the men is out. They've been in quarantine. They've been working out. And I'm just praising the Lord. Okay. <laughs> you, better, you better observe, okay? Look, watch him. Hallelujah. <laughs> I see you. I see, I see you. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. He took his time on you, okay? He sure <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, next one. Friends first or straight to courtship? Friends first. Okay. Because you have to get to know somebody. And I don't even know if even, I don't even know if there's a timeline on how long you need to know somebody, but you have to see how they uh, deal with pressure and stress. You have to mm -hmm. see who they are to people who they don't deem as important. You have to see if they're totally, if they're nice or if they're kind. Because yeah. there's a difference. There's, people can be nice, but when you're kind, you're going to always be kind. You know, mm -hmm. there's going to be moments, there's moments where even now, like I'll do something that's not so nice, but I'll exactly. go back because I'm kind hearted and be like, Oh girl, I'm sorry. Right. You know, at the grocery store, somebody getting on my nerve, I'll be like, you know, a little upset. And then I'll have to go back and I'm saying, I'm so sorry. I'm just real stressed out, girl. I did not mean to take that on you and just keep it pushing. Yeah. So I definitely think that friends first is important to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. good. Okay. Last one. The perfect first date, hiking followed by a picnic or wine and dine me? Wine and dine me, child. Wine and dine me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> the hike and the picnic is cute, you know, until everything is a time. You know, when we were in pandemic, you could hike and picnic me. Right. But now since things are open, go ahead and wine and dine me. Take me outside. I, I, I'm just saying the things are open. Take me. I look like I need to be out. Show me out. Okay. I'm outside. <laughs> and also, the biggest thing is I need to know what type of economical level that you on out the gate. You have to have your non-negotiables. At this point in my life, at this point in my life, you got to come with a point in Jesus' name. If you're going to take me through um, some things, I need to go with uh, riding in my Maserati. Okay. Because I feel like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of women don't want to say that out loud, or at least they don't want men to know that yeah. you say that out loud. But I feel like it's so important, you know, it's because so finances important. are one of the major things that causes friction in a relationship, especially in a marriage, you know? And things so. are expensive. And like I said earlier, we're not just choosing for ourselves, we're choosing for our children. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so daycare, the average daycare <laughs> on the East Coast is between 800 and $1,200 a month. A whole nother so We got to have these we, we got to have these finances. When I get my epidural, all this cost, when you have your prenatals, all this cost to get the ultrasound, all of that cost. Yeah. So let's just go ahead. I'm I'm I can't compromise when it comes to how my children 
are going to be raised and what they're going to have. And it's not, I think men have to take it. And I know that they've been heard and say, oh, okay, I've experienced women who are just gold diggers. There's a difference between being a gold yeah. digger and having a woman who is mature enough to know that this is an area that we have to get together. Whether it's that I get behind you and I undergird you to make sure that I know that you can get to this potential and that you can make this money and we can do it together. And or if you already have it and I come already having what I have and we then establish something else. Either way, it has to be had. That part. It has that to be part. had for me and for yeah. other people to be different. Exactly. Know you, you know, yeah. don't take what we say and run with it. But I need to at least see where you're going. Okay. How can two walk least they agree? That part. Okay. Oh, y'all, y'all didn't want, want that though. Y'all ain't ready. <laughs> they not ready. They're you not got to ready. agree on some things. You got to agree on the temperature. You have to agree. I remember I dated this guy and he was like, um, oh, I don't believe in buying expensive, like luxury items, like bags and shoes and stuff like that. And at first it was like, okay, that's fine. But as it continued to go on, it was kind of like, this is something that I enjoy. Right. And so you kind of have to agree in that situation because otherwise it's kind of like what's important to you, you don't want to do it all. And so it causes friction where there shouldn't be. I shouldn't have to yeah. apologize for what is for me. Right. Um, and so that's important. Yeah, it's so important just to see where your values lie. You yeah. Know, what I do causes you to stray from your values and we're not meant to be you know yeah. but you know if i'm not hurting you then i don't understand right know? so let's let's nip those things in the butt early and it's, i think it's it is important to have those type of conversations yeah. early so you're not wasting your time that okay. part that okay part. <laughs> nina this has been such an amazing conversation like Thank i you. said i first of all you just everything that you share is so on point and so necessary for so many of us who are, you know, going through a season of singleness, we need to know that it's okay. And yeah. again, I want to encourage people one more time to get Nina's book, Waiting yeah. to be Found, where it's available on Amazon. Tell us where we can find you, how we can support you in any way. Yes. So, of course, the book is available on Amazon. Get your copy. Get a copy for your daughter or your friend. I promise you there's going to be something in there for them, even your guy friends. Um, also, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Nina Simone Wright. Um, I also have a website, ninasimone.com. And I have some other things in the works. And so I'm just going to be able to keep you all posted if you follow me and just look out for your girl because God is really elevating. And so I'm excited about this season. I'm excited too. I want to encourage everyone on here to just live your best life. Yes. Like Nina said, the summer is coming. Enjoy it, you know. Enjoy it. Go outside and have you a good time. Whether or not you have someone special in your life, you be yeah. that special somebody. Okay? And you know, I'll say this, Renee, because I told you I had a word. So Come let on, me go please, ahead and please. give it to the people. One of the things that God showed me is that you cannot have a year like 2020 and not where there was so much death and so much being taken from so many people and you not come into a big shift. Yeah. And so what we are in now is a shift. We're in a moment. We're in a season. And if you're not very, very careful, you'll miss it. But God is beginning to shift things. So he's shifting relationships out of the way and he's moving better things in. One of the things that God showed me was don't be afraid to lose to win in this season because he's going to take things but he's given us better so mm. much better he's if you have to cry 
let it all out. Because when I say the joy and the victory after this, we have suffered a while and now God is restoring us. He's renewing us. He's refreshing us. And I'm just excited. And I declare and decree that everybody under the sound of my voice will experience an overflow where your confession will be. I didn't know that I could be this happy in Jesus name. Thank you so much for having me. Mm, that was good. I felt like that was like the closing prayer. I was going to pray us out, but ah! I felt like that was it. No, I, I really, really, you know, second everything that you said, because I feel like for so long, I held back from doing a lot of things because mm -hmm. I just felt like I needed to wait until yeah. later, you know, and yeah. I feel like, like you said, with all the, the loss that we've experienced in 2020, it's really, really shifted my thinking in that I need to live every day with purpose. I need to yeah. live every day to the fullest, Absolutely. you know, and appreciate this life that God's granted me, you know? Yeah. Like, I was telling my cousin, she's on here, and I was like, she was like, what are you doing for your birthday? My birthday's in two weeks. And I was like, oh, it's just 34. It's not a big deal. And I was like, hold up. Every birthday is every a big birthday. deal. You know, every time that God gives me another day on earth is a big deal. So live that way, you know, like really, really appreciate the breath that God's given you. So Absolutely. Nina, again, thank you. I do want to pray for you before you leave because you are such a prayer warrior and you sacrifice and pray for so many people. I want to return that gift to you. Amen. But let's go before the Lord. God, Amen. I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this great opportunity to serve your people, to share the experiences that we've gone through and, and how we've overcome. I thank you, Father, for your vessel, Nina. I thank you for blessing everything that she touches to turn to gold, God. You have so many blessings in store. This is just the beginning of what you have in store for her. So prepare her heart, prepare her mind, prepare her spirit, God. Prepare her body for everything that you are about to present to her, everything that you're about to pour onto her, God. You have so much greatness inside of her and i thank you that she'll be able to pour to others but also be poured back into god just bless her with peace bless her with love and bless her with joy everlasting in jesus name we pray amen amen thank you thank you thank you again nina i appreciate you i love you i just thank you for everything that you share amen thank you everybody for watching again make sure you go follow nina go get her book it's gonna bless your spirit okay Amen. Until next time. Love you guys.